I think we are live. Well, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm, I'm alive. alive. I'm I am alive. definitely I'm alive. alive. Okay. Alive. So, good evening, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, bono estentes. Uh, willkommen. And how do you do? Uh, so, welcome to the Inside Out Effect podcast. Uh, this is part two of uh, the follow-up to part one. It fo- part two follows part one. Far- Does it? Part part two. Part two. Part two follows part, part one. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. And so the uh, the topic of the podcast, obviously, which we're talking about, is uh, the podcast about conflicts, uh, the contagion myth, and the real cause of sickness and health. Um, and as I said before, and we've said in many podcasts, we don't actually catch sickness or spread sickness. As uh, we keep trying to tell people, we keep trying to tell people, yeah, we keep we trying to tell people but I keep seeing it all it's, over my a, Facebook that we're all going to catch it and spread it. It's a tough belief system. It's to a get tough belief system to get past. You're yeah. right, um, but um, and I know you've all been told different. Um, you know, uh, and your head is exploding, and you have this belief that we all catch it and spread it. Because anyway, how else would we get ill, Jonathan? Well, exactly. How, how else do we get possibly sick? get sick? Um, if unless you're catching it or spreading it. So, but. The truth is, is we don't, and we're going to explain the how, the what, and the why. So anyway, uh, I'm your host, Stephen Jakes, from HealingTheMind.co.uk, and also the founder of the Inside Out Effect. Alongside me, um, we have the Christopher Columbus, the Captain Hook, the Edwin Edwin Hubble, the Edwin Hubble, mental, emotional, physical health, the ever-present Jonathan Shaw. So hello, John. How you doing? Happy New Year. How was it for thank you, my you friend? Much. It was very good. Thank you very much. I believe I spent it with you. So you should know. How yeah, it was. Okay, was it? Great day, wasn't it? It was a fantastic it was day. So it was brilliant. Well, there was good. so much going on. It was oh, unbelievable. It was a great we day. partied and partied um, yeah. until we fell asleep. Um, yes. It was such an exciting day, as I'm sure it was for a lot of you. Yeah. Um, but, but if you want to carry on talking, so um, I want to get, because obviously on no, the last episode, people were making comments. We don't see them on here. And uh, so. That's right. Yeah. So if somebody make comments, because this is streamed to multiple channels at once we can't see all the comments that are streamed on this software uh to certain channels due to facebook rules and regulations yeah. uh so uh, steve's just setting up his phone so he can see the comments uh and we can respond to them so if we didn't respond to you on the last podcast we we're deeply apologetic and yeah. we will do our best to uh respond to you on on this one um uh but we always respond later on afterwards so if you do anyone does leave a comment we response we will yeah. respond so later you- on so if anybody does uh, now respond to it, then um, obviously uh, I can see the responses. So which yeah. is always good. So yeah, uh, so yes. anyway, get back on back on back on track. Yeah. Um, so we had an awesome day yesterday, didn't we? Um, we was going to do the podcast yesterday evening, but unfortunately, uh, I personally uh, wasn't in the best of places. Uh, having read some of the stuff on my Facebook, it just I just got so angry. I saw a picture of uh, Southend Hospital people in literally full kit. Like yeah, plastic yeah, yeah, masks, yeah. the belt, and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And, then, and I started reading. The worst thing I did was started reading the comments. Oh, yeah, and yeah. as soon as I started reading the comments, I got so angry, mm. I got so cross that I just pissed my whole day off, basically. Yeah. And so we uh, decided to uh, to to do this today uh, rather than yesterday because we're in a better place. And uh, I switched off some of the responses that I had to all of the. F- all of the craziness and all the nonsense and all this crap that's going on in the world. And I do understand people don't know any different. They do think they catch stuff and spread stuff. But and they're in you, fear as well. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, and you know, but when you know what I do, I just, try, you know, we've been doing these podcasts, been telling people since March, February, and, you know, and nobody's, nobody's, nobody's listening or researching it or going and finding out. And so 
Um, so yeah, so uh, wasn't wasn't my, wasn't my greatest day yesterday? But we're obviously in a much better place today. He's on much better form, and oh, he's, be he's much better form. He yeah. he, he, had, he struggled to decide which cap to wear uh, <laughs> I did before we came on. <laughs> but that's his biggest struggle he's had today, uh, mainly because it made him look like a Frenchman. The blue I did, one, yeah, the blue one does make um, French. Now he just looks like Andy Cap, which is, which is much uh, much, much better. Your idea, yeah, AI, yeah. <laughs> um, so so yeah. so he's much better on form today. So that that's good. That's. Uh, yeah. We see the lovely, cuddly Steve today <laughs> instead of the angry, violent Steve, which I witnessed yesterday. Oh, honestly, um, I just done my head in. It really did. But anyway, well, I can understand it. Does my head in time to time as well. I get I mean, frustrated. I, I don't. Know I get. I get. I get frustrated um, for people uh, yeah. who who are just in fear all the time. I get frustrated for um, the people who are just running scared and in fight and flight of something that is not and running around blaming everybody else yeah for the fact that we're in this lockdown and everybody's getting sick yeah with the complete knowledge that we don't spread or catch stuff from other people yeah exactly. this is the big problem and it's really i mean i get it but it just really annoyed me yesterday when i see all these people in south end apparently mm. apparently it was south end but we're just full it looked like you know they'd been like a biological war they were dressed up like that and i'm like <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! And there's people going, well, yeah, you don't know. My mum's had it, and I'm not saying that people aren't getting it, but no. they ain't catching it. And they're not spreading it. it. So, no, no. Yeah. no, we're not saying people haven't got sick or they haven't died from it. Um, but people have died from influenza. People have died from other illness and disease every year. Um, we're just trying to say that this is not the pandemic that everybody thinks yeah. it is or is being told it is um and these people are dying of something but it's not the pandemic that you're going to catch yeah and that's all we want you to get that's all we want yes, we, exactly. we'd love you to get to the bottom of why these people are dying yeah i would love you to actually get i'd love humanity to turn around and go wait a minute this doesn't make sense let's find out why people are really dying yeah. uh, because that's the most important thing that really is the most important thing let's get to the bottom of it because there's too much evidence out there and too many people uh, stating that uh, that their their relatives and their family are being labelled as COVID deaths when they're clearly not COVID deaths, mm. um, and so why is that happening? Why are people? Yeah, why why is the medical profession labelling people as COVID when they're not COVID? Yeah. Um, why are um, people being told uh, to not autopsy people? Uh, why are doctors been told not to autopsy people? Uh, and they've been coming out saying this on YouTube. You're just not hearing it on 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 the BBC or in the media. Uh, so we, I want to get to the bottom of the actual root cause of the problem. Unfortunately, in the world, we're not great at root causes. <laughs> we don't do root causes of anything, uh, which is a real shame. Uh, but it's definitely not coming from something that we catch. And I know that's brand new information for a lot of people. Um, but, you know, it, as we've said before, if you just look up the science, because what really confuses me is that people claim that the science shows that we do. But the science they're claiming, there is no science. All so-called experts are coming on doing is saying you catch it they're showing you a graph and they're saying it's it's transferable that's not science that's not science by any stretch of the imagination that's someone telling you something yeah. go and look at actual science because the actual scientific experiments will prove to you you don't catch a virus it's not possible so look at the actual scientific evidence that cl clearly states you can catch a virus, and I guarantee 100% it is not there because it's impossible to prove because it can't happen. Yeah. Don't listen to someone who's claiming science, but they're not actually stating any scientific facts or, or proving it. They're showing you a graph and they're telling you people are dying and they're saying it's contagious. That's not science, that's someone spouting something at you, it's just telling you random 
so-called facts. And that is scaring the shit out of people. And one of the basic principles in the DTO system is never buy into a fear, suffering or victim mentality. Yeah. If someone is spreading fear, suffering or victim, that is a lie. That is not true because anyone that spreads anything or anyone that tells you anything that is actually dangerous, they won't do it with a fear mentality. You know, when you was a kid, you weren't really told fire was dangerous in a real fear mentality. You were told it was dangerous just to stay away from it and look after yourself. There was no fear base behind it. If someone writes into me now and says I was, okay, fair enough, that's an anomaly. But you're not told these things. You're not told that heights are bad from a fear point yeah, I mean, of view. A, a good, you're just told it by your parents or people, it's a, and it's a matter of it's fact. It's like when you're on a boat and they're trying to tell you if you if the boat hits, a, if the boat's about to sink, and they tell you how to put the uh, you know the the the, the the thing that goes around your neck, the life raft or the life boy, yeah. and they do it all organised and calm, calm and don't relax, panic yeah. and everyone needs to be organised. Yeah. They, they don't go scream, oh my God, <laughs> we've this, we've got this, got it. <laughs> they yeah. don't do that. There's yeah. no fear to it. It's just a matter of fact. This is what could happen, but it's okay. We're going to yeah. protect you and keep you safe. Yeah. That is how you know yeah. that someone is not telling the truth. That's one of the ways when someone is instilling fear in you and you're suffering and you're a victim to it, you know they're not telling you the truth. Yeah. And, and if they keep changing the story. To keep changing oh, the story. Saying, oh, oh this thing that's not this virus, which isn't alive, has no respiratory system, has no digestive system, has no circulatory system. Uh, it just is basically a solvent or a soap, which is what a virus is, is what the cells make. Or this thing that isn't even alive. No. Can Sorry, mutate. Can mutate, yeah. It can mutate. This Amazing. thing that's just a protein can just mutate. And yeah. Now it's magically. And it's 70 vanity, times yeah. more deadlier. Yes, exactly. I'm like, really, really? Go and look what a virus is and find out what it is. Because people aren't. They're just playing on people's ignorance. Just look it's up what a virus actually is. That's all yeah. we're asking you to do. Go and look it up. Look up the find science of a virus. Yep. But today we're not going to talk about a virus. No. We're going to talk about other illnesses and disease. Yes. We're going to talk about different things that we've not spoken about before. Not Certainly not to any great extent. We usually talk about mental health and things. And that's yep. important. But we're actually trying to explain to people people why people we actually get sick and disease why we actually become ill and disease in the first place and explain other illnesses hopefully in, in with the hope that you guys will start seeing uh, the logic of it all because it is actually a very logical process it's not weird or wacky at all um, we're not going around clicking bells or hugging trees not that there's anything wrong with that but um we're just trying to show you the logic of how illness and disease actually works because it is a, a really lovely process and please don't write to me if someone says, well, someone's died. I get that. Sometimes it can be a horrible process. Uh, but it actually, the process behind it, the way the body works, is a very a magical thing. And it's a very intelligent thing as well. And if you know what you're doing, you can reverse it. And once you do that, the body heals and goes back to Which is what again, we do. Which is basically what we're basically yeah. doing. We're just getting the body to heal itself naturally. We're not healing anybody. We're just getting the body to heal itself naturally. That's all the body can do. We're basically giving the body or the brain or the mind a set of instructions that basically then tells yeah. to, to, to switch off the conflict, which is causing the signal in the brain to go to a specific organ or to the specific cells to react in a certain way. That's all we're actually doing. That's basically so it. That's basically what it is. And that's how, how healing takes place. Um, so I'm actually, so we've got a girl called Sue Cowley says, hi guys, what do you think this is? Then I'm interested in your opinion on it. Well, the first thing we need to know is that, and so the answer to your question is, is that 
in order for the cells to create the virus, it's the cells that create the virus, okay? The cells make the virus. So in order for the cells to make or create the virus, um, the cells need to be toxic, poisoned, and we need to either be in, have uh, an overload of uh, fight and flight chemicals, which is cortisol, for example, which is a neurotoxin. So brain, chemicals that are made from the brain, fight and flight, fear makes a neurotoxin. Those toxins go into your blood and the cells absorb it and then saturate the cells with all neurotoxins. So when we're in a negative emotional state all the time, depressed, anxious, fearful, our brain's making those chemicals and therefore absorb the cells, absorb it. The next thing would be uh, inorganic food. So if you're eating fizzy drinks, if you're drink, eating lots of food that has anything inorganic chemicals, E numbers, anything like that, that's like not inorganic, the cells absorb that and then that will also create toxic. Uh, there's also bad air. So if, you, if you're in a, a very bad environment where you're breathing a lot of polluted air, the pollution will also go into your blood because you're breathing it in that goes and then the cells absorb it from the blood there's also the whole uh, stuff with uh, for example if you've got wi-fi uh, electromagnetic frequencies or uh, types of radiation will basically takes the damages the, the water in the cells and then the cells then get damaged and they become uh, toxic and poisoned so anything there's many many things mainly uh, um, electromagnetic frequencies uh, which is like your 4g and your 5g or anything like that uh, your microwave for example will give out uh, radiation which will damage the cells and then cause the cells to get toxic and poisoned and then the cells then have to create the the uh, the um, uh, the virus to clean and remove the toxicity from the cells and that comes out in a form of virus um, uh, but it's the cells that are making it and there's also your take on it where the signals also coming from the brain in relation to a specific organ correct uh, the cells yeah, so so what I learned a long time ago when I I got into heat, uh, uh, helping people is I learned something called meta health. The meta health showed me um, that a virus is 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 brought out of your own system by a stressful event or a moment of shock or a Udin moment, and that Udin moment, depending on the type of Udin moment, if it's a territorial Udin moment, as it infects your territory, which could be your work, your home, could be your own body, uh, it could be your social life. Uh, that can then manifest in the form of, of a virus, which is just there to cleanse your system. It's just there to flush your system of all the toxins uh, and all the stress yeah. that's built up. Uh, and I know this to be absolutely 100% true because I've worked with viruses and I've helped people get past viruses and heal their bodies yeah. when medication wasn't working. And I've worked with everything from the common cold to the bronchitis, to the chicken pox, uh, 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 influenza, flus, yeah, flus. Flus. Uh, in fact two women came to me a couple of years ago and i've said it before i've actually worked with hepatitis right now Can yeah you, you work with hepatitis. hepatitis um but two women came to me a couple of years ago with and they were coming to me for for some body work and they both had all the classic symptoms of flu but all they actually had was a trapped nerve and once i released the nerve uh, within 24 hours all their flu symptoms disappeared so what's really causing flus and illnesses what is really at the root of it because bear in mind your nervous system is what tells the signal in the body to react your nervous system is literally the whole mechanism that tells your body to react so what causes the nervous system to react what tells the nervous system what information does it get given to tell your body to react that's the answer you should, that's the question you should really be asking yourself what is giving your body this signal because it is just a signal in fact um bruce, bruce lipton yeah. uh, a cell biologist classically states that the cells react when the signal comes in from the environment, the Correct. perception of the environment, environment yeah. it hits the cell and the membrane of the cell is on the outside of the cell. And so it determines what the signal is and sends it inside the cell to the nucleus. 
and tells the cell how to react. It's, my, it's very scientific. It's been proven. He can prove it. And it shows you exactly how cells respond. The cells respond based on our perception of the environment. That is science. And Bruce Lipton was uh, given tenure many years ago and was teaching in, in uh, colleges. And he gave it up to teach this new science that he discovered and he'd proven time and time again. He wrote a great book on it called Biology of Belief. And it shows you and categorically proves how the cells react based on our environment, our perception of yeah. what's going on around us when, as Steve said, fear hits us or stress hits us. Now, it doesn't have to be fear because anything can put you into a fight and flight state. Yeah. It doesn't have to be fear. It's a Although the conflict for your respiratory system is a fear of death. So the reason for that is because when you have a fear of death, your lung cells, they want to produce more cells to get oxygen into your system to help you survive. And so it then looks like you've created a tumour or you're getting a problem with your lungs, when in reality your lungs are just trying to help you live and survive and get more oxygen in your system. And the problem is that one of the ways in which people are getting sick is because they are having a fear of death. That's not what started originally. That is up for debate, and it could be many things, but it will be some kind of external thing entering to the body. Yeah. It's not something that's transferable or you catch. It can only be entered into the body through a different means. So a virus can only be caught or sorry got through a vaccine or a blood transfusion or uh through a conflict yeah so that's the only real way you can actually get a virus either through blood transfusion vaccine or a conflict triggering you off if an external toxin like a gas or a chemical is released in the air then you can hurt your body and get symptoms but that's a rarity. But and the symptoms over the will, world be the, are, will be the body trying to get rid of the toxins. Be, yeah, and that's the body's just trying with flus and all the rest of it. It's just the body trying to heal itself. The body's designed to let go of all toxins, everything. It's designed to let go. That's why we've got so many holes in our body, because it's designed to let go of everything. And when it's letting go of things, although it appears bad, even bleeding, bleeding is not a bad thing. It's only bad if it keeps happening. If you keep bleeding, you've got a problem. Now, that is a bleeding problem. That is a bleeding problem. But if you just bleed, if, and, if you bleed and if you bleed lots and lots, that's a problem. But actually, when we're bleeding, our body's trying to get rid of the toxic blood in our system. It's trying to get rid of the toxic, the, the blood that's got toxic and get it out of our system. And as long as you treat the root cause, that will stop. And I've treated, you know, I've treated um, cystitis and, and urinary problems where there is bleeding uh uh, coming from uh, uh, when people pee and I've treated and got rid of it and to begin with the bleeding speeds up a little bit it gets a bit worse as you move through the healing but as you move through the healing and you clear the shock the bleeding stops it stops burning and it, and it returns back to normal again and you can you can function again uh, and the urgency stops as well so often obviously if you're if you're bleeding out because you've had an accident that's completely different <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm just saying if you're bleeding through unnatural circumstances you've had no accident then it's just the body getting rid of things. And like throwing up, the body's just getting rid of toxins. Some people hate throwing up. I don't like throwing up, but I know it's my body getting rid of toxins. Naturally, if you keep throwing up, then there's a problem. All that means is the shock is still running and it's causing you to repeat the process. Um, but it's actually not the bad thing that we're all taught. Your body needs to get rid of toxins. And it's designed to do that. It's designed to do it naturally. That's why we have holes. We have holes in our skin, our mouth, our eyes, our nose. In your ass. In your ass. Well, I wasn't <laughs> going to mention that. I was going to be polite. Okay. Um, backside, but, then. But you, you know, like backside then. Backside <laughs> um, then. 
And, and I've done it time and time again I'm with people. Polite. But also, I'm very polite to that. I'm, I'm being extremely polite. Being I'm being polite very polite. Um, I'm being a good boy to that. I'm you myself are. On the head. On the back? I can't. You pat yourself on the back. On the back. Bloke who knows his yeah, yeah. really anatomy. Yeah, I was going to pat myself on the back there. And I'm going to rub my, <laughs> my ass as I pat myself on the back. Oh, look, he can multitask. Yeah, he can so I won't have to do it the other hand like that. No, I can't do it. You're way. the magician. You should know. Yeah, well, I was a magician. Um, so, so no. So the virus is. I've treated many viruses and uh, helped people heal naturally from viruses. And uh, once you find the shock and clear the shock, the the cold, the flu, the chicken pox, whatever it is, heals naturally. And there's even a couple of doctors I've seen on YouTube stating quite categorically they healed viruses naturally with nutrition and other th and other things. Because all you got to do is move the body further through the repair state. And back out to yeah, but this again. virus was made in China, is you know, a lab in Wuhan, and they got released. But then some people caught it, and then in no time at all, it was in in, in, in Italy and in Iran and in America, and everybody got it really, really quickly. And there was dead bodies. There was dead bodies all over the streets, and then there weren't any dead bodies on the streets. And no, then, that's right. And then so then they fabricated some figures, and then it weren't <laughs> yeah. about deaths anymore. It's about cases. And yeah. then in the case is about a PCR test, which is proven not to prove that you catch a virus at all. And so even the even the PCR test proves you're not catching it. But everyone's actually all locked up in their home for this thing. I know, yes. It's, it's, and and it's it, crazy. It's, it is crazy. I, I get people in fear, and I understand what fear does. I've been in fear. I know what it's like. Um, and I think everyone. I love television. Fear. I love it. I love the news. I think it's probably one of the best things in the whole world that you can watch right now. Well, oh yeah. I mean, I think it should get an award. Do you? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the factual evidence and statistics that are on the news, yeah, I know, which obviously amazing. you don't question because no. then they're never going to lie. I mean, it's probably the most. I think you know, it's probably the best horror film. Uh, <laughs> it is a horror film. Get an it award is. It is. It, so, is, it uh, is very sad that, that the world has bought into this uh, this thing, and 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 it, it, we're very frustrated because it's not the way illness and disease work, and we know that. I've I've spent twenty years of my life studying the way the body gets sick and ill, people, and I've I've been working. I started in chronic pain, then I moved over to mental health and other illness and diseases, and I've studied for a very long time. And you know, Steve's only been doing what I do now for like two years, and he's already helped so many people. Yeah. Just understanding this, this, this understanding of why we're becoming a disease, and then a way of changing it. And that's what we need. We need a new paradigm of why we're becoming a disease. And and what I talk about, and what we talk about. It was actually discovered by a doctor about 50 years ago. I don't know the exact date. Um, it was discovered that we become ill and disease through shock and trauma, not through something that we catch. That we breathe in. Just, or something just happens to us. Our boy doesn't just react and become ill through no reason. And we, we mean all illness and disease. You don't just get arthritis for no reason. You don't get it because it's your age. You don't get you don't get these things because your body's breaking down. You get it because you're going through conflict, because you've got traumas running because you're in a in a fight and flight state yeah. and every time we take the fight and flight state out 95 percent of the time the person heals yeah now that's a good batting average no we're not perfect we do not get 100 results i certainly do not but 95 percent of the time the body and the mind heal now that's not something the medical profession can actually claim because they're statistically they don't get that result um and you know it, it's funny that uh, a few years ago, I don't know when it was, but you can go and look it up. It's in the American Medical Journal or the American Medical Association Journal. Some doctors actually did a study in America, um, and they wanted to find the biggest cause of death in America. So a group of doctors got together, and they discovered 
that the medical profession <laughs> was the third biggest cause of death in America. That yeah, was, and, and heart disease and cancer were just above it. And another group of doctors got together a year or so later on and said, that one, that's, that wasn't scientifically accurate. We need to do a much more accurate study. So they yeah. did a second study and found the medical profession was the first cause of death <laughs> in America above heart disease and cancer. Yeah. And I think, one of one of them, heart disease or cancer, was five hundred and six hundred thousand, and medical profession was seven hundred thousand deaths in America per year. So this is an actual study done by doctors, not general people, by doctors, and it, you can look it up in the American Medical Association Journal because it was an actual proper study done. This is not boding well for the medical profession. This is not. This is not good. It shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, I think you're conspiracy theorists, mate. Do you? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so those doctors yeah, did well, that. Well, the fact of the because it. I, well, I know, I know what you're saying. It was, in, but it wasn't on the BBC. No, so because it wasn't on the BBC or Sky, everything outside of that true. isn't true. No, that's right. It's, no, it's it a, must it's be. It's just a lie. I mean, it's just a joke. Yeah. So um, anyway, should we uh, be? So I know that we've been talking about this, but I was going to. Should we do on the on this day on the second of January? Oh yeah, tell them some tell them some interesting facts. Some interesting facts about yeah. the second of January. Because you used to work for Reader's Digest, I believe. I've heard that. Eaters, eaters, eaters digest. No, readers digest. Did I what? miss the R off? Just because I'm just because I like the information and I've learned stuff along the way. Steve is a very smart man, he does know a lot of information that yeah, I do I not know, and, and he, he <laughs> likes random facts and he's sometimes very interesting. Yeah, well, okay, so on this, <laughs> well, I'm interested in all he's the facts. He's very so. interesting. Go yeah, on, yeah. Go so, on, tell uh, the facts. so, um, yeah, so uh, Emil Berliner in 1900 on this day in 1900 was the uh, was the first manufacturer of the seven inch record. Oh, really? Yep. So the first one-sided seven-inch record right. went into manufacturing in 1900 on this day. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. That is, yeah, that is. In 1941, uh, the Germans bombed Landaff Castle in Cardiff. Right, okay. Yeah, in 1941. And in 1944 was the first time that they used helicopters in warfare. Oh, okay. Did you know, didn't know I that? I didn't know that. No, yeah. no, so no. the first time they used helicopters in warfare was on this day in 1944. And uh, 1960- uh, John F. Kennedy today, 1960, announced his presidency for, uh, or the candidacy for the president, president of the United States. States. Yeah. Which I reckon in hindsight, probably wished he hadn't. <laughs> um, well, I don't know about that. I think it started a good movement, but we'll go, won't go into that today. No, I could tell you a lot uh, about that. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. We won't go into that, that today. That, but, Let's but, not go so there you go. There's some interesting facts to ladies and gentlemen about what happened on the 2nd of January uh, over the history. There's a lot more facts, but I thought they were four yeah. sort of interesting Seems. ones, really. Um that's very good. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, mm. I, I like I like the the JFK one is, is good. I didn't know that. Yeah, so, he, yeah, he announced yeah, his candidacy yeah. today. Yeah, so. and what a fantastic! He was an amazing, amazing president. Amazing man. Amazing he man. was the one who was going to bring in the Jasara and the Sara that they're talking I've, about I've now, heard that. which yeah, is yeah, all so. uh, it was all about uh, a de redistribution of the wealth, and uh, they believe yeah. that. He wanted to break the CIA, who wanted to just keep, uh, you know, putting all this money out there, and that's yep. why he got. That's the main reason why he got assassinated. Yep. And then the other time that they were going to introduce it was uh, right, uh, was um, on, uh, I believe it or not, the nine eleven. 9-11. Yeah. So the day that 9-11 happened was the day that, the, that allegedly, allegedly. Uh, allegedly was the day that they were going to announce the uh, Nassar Jassara again. And if you don't know what Nassar Jassara is, go to YouTube or BitChute, even about, and look up Nassar Jassara. Yeah. Absolutely fascinating. It is and, fascinating. And uh, well, touch wood, if it happens, that will be an amazing yeah. uh, day That's for the world. N-E-S-A-R-A-N-G-E-S-A-R-A, if you're following that stuff. Yeah. But, um, um, very interesting so, yeah. stuff. And also, if you really want to know about the law, go and re re research common law as well. Yeah. Uh, stay away from this civil law, Coronavirus Act 2020 nonsense. Um, because I bet you didn't know there's a person 
Do you know that they, they uh, relate so that in the coronavirus bill it relates to a person? person. Yeah. But people don't realise that that's Latin for mask wearer. Yes. You, yes. Did you know person, that? No. Did you know that the word person? Person. Person is Latin for mask and wearer. And how, how, how coincidental is that? How much? I mean, seriously, yeah. not that I believe that there are in coincidences because the universe is really so lazy. Um, but how coincidental is that the word person in the act yeah. means uh, mask wearer? Yeah. Wearer of uh, masks. Wearer of masks. Latin, Latin for wearer I mean, of masks. I mean, that in, it, in itself is a pit take. Put a red flag up to people <laughs> and go, wait a minute, <laughs> something's wrong. Yeah. My spidey sense tells me. Yeah, I know. But um, nobody's going to go and research any of this because no, they're no. too busy staring at fucking the BBC no. and the sky being brainwashed and, to smithereens. But the word person is Latin for mask wearer. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing as well is that the actual word in the actual bill itself, according to uh, the bills, the word person doesn't apply to the everyday man. It actually really only means a an employee of the government. Ah. So, and a person is a direct employee of the government. Right. Anybody that's not a direct employee of the government isn't a person, as in the bill. So, go and do your research. Go and look, find some facts, it's, and then you won't be. It's so, absolutely yeah. fascinating what's out there. And we're going to move on and talk about, but uh, the other illnesses. But one more interesting fact, because everyone keeps talking about all oh, you know statistics and things and proving, and and anytime you post something else, someone goes, "Oh, that's just conspiracy theory." Oh, They're not looking at hard theory, facts. Though, a whole lot. Okay, very simple hard fact for you. The National Statistics Office, which of is the, the UK, government, which, which is, is the government, government. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the government employ these people to run run statistics for everything that happens in the UK. So work, health, everything. It's employed by the government. It's a government office run building. They released the amount of deaths in 2020 and the amount of deaths in 2019. These are the deaths overall for illness for disease, for accidents, the everything. Deaths, yeah. The overall deaths each year. It was 20% lower in 2020 than it was in 2019. <laughs> now, if if you don't believe me, go to the National Statistics Office and look it up, but then tell me who is lying. Because whoever is lying, it's still the government. Because yeah. the National Statistics Office is run by the government. So either the office that's run by the government's lying for statistics, or the government's lying, but either way, it's still One of them the are. government <laughs> One lying. lying. So you tell me who's lying, because that is an actual fact on the government website. Yeah. Go, go and check it out. I'm not. I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. It's right there in black and white. Yeah. Um, they so, also downgraded uh, on the 19th of March before the lockdown to a non-serious yeah. threatening the, disease. Well, they well, downgraded well. to nothing more than a common cold, common didn't cold, they? That's right, uh, yeah. And that's on the government that website. March. That was in March before the first lockdown. Yeah. I believe on 19th. Honestly, everyone if, should if be they, fucking ashamed of themselves yeah. if you ask me the way they go like, about this because they haven't even gone and looked, checked it out. No, check look, it I mean, out. Honestly, it's right there. That's why I get so Why are they lying? on their website or in person one of them must be They're a not lie you conspiracy theorists oh, conspiracy theorists yes because yeah. what i did was i created a government website i know it looks <laughs> like the government website yeah. and i infiltrated it and i wrote it in there myself yeah, that's I mean, how i did it i'm that be, clever you want to be careful i man. am so clever i could MI5 do that and mi6 will be after you will they yeah. Yeah. now yeah. jesus yeah. don't want you telling um, the truth no oh god no oh, god don't tell the truth in this day and age you'll get fact checked no <laughs> I saw someone post something on one of my things on one of the groups that I follow. They posted that exact fact. Yeah. And the fact checkers said it was false information. <laughs> they actually did that. They actually said 
We, the fact checkers have checked this, and this is not a fact. And right. it's from the and it was from the it was from the government website. Anyway, don't go into one because I know what you're going to no, say. No, but, I mean, this no, is how no, crazy no. the world is. And so, um, okay, I thought that was highly that, amusing. That is very amusing because <laughs> anyone can go and look it up as a fact. Yeah, um, exactly. And then the, your, uh, Facebook have gone no, no, fact check. This is false information. We've, no, 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 no. Our fact checkers have fact checked it. No, exactly. So, yeah, I know yeah. it's funny. Great. Anyway, let's move on to um, other illness and disease. So, yeah. what are we going to cover today? So today we're going to cover the six major biological conflicts. Ah, yes. Uh, which uh, are the cause of many things. And this is really probably where you're going to uh, go into a bit more of uh, what... More detail. What, more detail, yeah. yeah. So the six... Uh, the six. So do you want to run through the six, or should I say yep. them? So, no. so, so, so basically, the, the body responds to six types of conflicts, six, six types of general conflicts. Yeah, which causes sickness, illness, disease, and flus, and viruses, and colds, yeah. and yada, yada, yada. And there's a reason for it. It's a biological reason why it happens. And I'll try to do my best to explain each one. Um, so basically, the six conflicts the body responds to are separation and protection issues. So if we feel separated from somebody or we feel need to protect ourselves or protect our loved ones, that will affect our skin, okay, because our skin is our protection. It's our protection from the outside world. It's our it's it's how we feel contact someone. So if we lose contact, we can't feel them anymore. Oh, yeah. my God, I'm touching you. Where's the debtor? Um, uh, that's how I feel someone close to me. So if I feel separated and can't touch someone, that will affect my skin. Can I just make a point? So uh, I think it was a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. A year and a half ago, I had my son for six weeks. That's correct. And on the fifth week, I knew he was going home on the sixth week. Yep. And uh, I knew that obviously I was going to be separated from him and have no contact with someone close to me because it was my boy. And I uh, came down with shingles, Yep. which is a skin complaint. There's proof. There was a, con there was a conflict of separation. Yeah, and uh, and that affected my skin, which yeah. is exactly what you've just said. Yeah, exactly. So anytime someone has eczemas or they have rosacaria or things like that, or they have acne, acne yeah. is a protection issue. because And the reason a lot of uh, teenagers get it, so so this is the thing, just, just think this is an interesting one, because when I heard this, I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Because I never actually had spots as a teenager, and it never really made sense to me why some teenagers get it and some teenagers don't. So some kids get spots, others don't. And the medical reason when one person gets it and someone else doesn't is, oh, they're just lucky. It's just they're immune. Well, they're not. Oh, bollocks. Uh, because it's not logical. It's just it's just something made up. If you look at it logically and look at it from this perspective, where it says actually it's a conflict, well, not everyone goes through the same conflict. The conflict for acne is actually feeling attacked. So when we feel attacked, we can develop spots on our face if we're feeling a loss of face at the same time. Uh, so an attack conflict can create different things. But if you're feeling a loss of face and you feel attacked, then you can get spots on your face. And what happens is the underlayer of skin comes out and sort of propels these spots to act like a, a stronger layer of skin to protect you from the attack. So teenagers who get acne, the reason they get it is because they feel attacked and a loss of face, either by their peers or their their um uh peers of their family. own age aren't their family yeah, yeah school family, teachers school everything teachers, like and even from life and it's the reason chinese people get it all the time because they feel attacked constantly and it's the reason why other kids don't get it because they don't feel attacked now it makes perfect sense now that is completely logical and you can see the process and exactly how it works and the thing with spots is that in the in the uh the spots is actually in the healing phase so when it's really red and inflamed and very spotty that's actually when the body's trying to heal itself. When it's less spotty and it's not as irritated and it's not as angry looking, that's the stress phase. And so you're in stress at that point. And when you're 
trying to resolve the conflict when you're trying to feel better you're trying to relax about it that's when the spot's at its at its height um and so sue says how would you treat that then where well, you just switch off all the responses of them being feeling attacked yeah you just take the, the feelings that the memories of being attacked and the triggers for feeling attacked and you, you switch it off using a, a technique we use something called dto and you switch that off and then the body starts to heal itself naturally because that's the beauty of the body it's designed to heal itself naturally it's designed to get better naturally given as steve said the right information Correct. once you feed the body the right information then the body can heal and resolve itself. Yeah. And and acne is a very simple, basic process, but it now explains why people get acne, why cultures get acne, and it explains why some people do and some people don't. Yeah. So um, that's the skin. That's uh, protection as well, separation and protection. Separation and protection, yep. yeah. So uh, after that, you've then got digestive orders, disorders, and they literally come from things you can't digest or swallow, and that's when your digestive system kicks in. Now, the digestive system is the most base conflict because it's the first thing that grows when we're, bait, when we're in the womb. Our digestive system is the first thing that grows, and that is the, a very root-base part of our body. And it literally comes on things we can't accept, digest, or swallow. And then our digestion becomes affected. Depending on the severity of the conflict, how severe it is, how long it's been running, depends on the type of symptom. If it's minor, then you're going to get something like irritable bowel. If it's very, very severe, you're going to get something like Crohn's and um, what's the other one you get? Stomach, I can't remember the name of it. There's another one. I can't um, I know what you mean. Sorry. But depending on the severity of it, depends on how severe the symptoms you are. And if you get uh, an angry indigestible chunk conflict, then oh, colitis, that's it, yeah. If you get an angry uh, uh, conflict you can't digest, that can also cause you to bleed as well uh, from your anus. So that's where the bleeding comes in because you're really angry. And I know I've treated it with someone, one of my clients, um, he had that happen to him, and I wasn't treating him. I treated him before for anxiety, but he learned DTO. And so now if he has a problem, he just messages me, says, what's the conflict? I tell him, and he goes and clears it himself with DTO. And uh, he asked me what the conflict was. He knew exactly what it was when <coughs> I told him. Went away, switched it off, and the bleeding stopped and the pain went. Yeah, I mean, I've had a number of people that have come to me over the last year with um, symptoms of IBS. Yep. And uh, what I've basically gone to is said, well, what is it What is it you can't stomach? What is it you can't digest? Uh, one of them was they couldn't stomach the fact that their partner wouldn't go on a uh, on a, um, on a a Zoom call. Yep. And another one was they couldn't stomach the fact that they got uh, betrayed. Uh, there's a few other people that couldn't stomach the fact that um, that they were left out of wills. Yeah. Um, and as soon as I switched off all of that, their whole stomach problems and IBS disappeared virtually instantly. And, uh, uh, one girl here, which I talked about a couple of weeks ago, um, she had really bad stomach cramps. And uh, it was just to do with the fact that she didn't like the fact that her boyfriend was weak and needy. And she just couldn't stomach the fact that she was with a bloke like that. Mm. And it really pissed her off. And uh, so that instantly meant she couldn't stomach it. She had these stomach cramps. And when I went to her and switched off the responses that she had from him and what she'd said and how she'd react to it. Her stomach cramps instantly went away and we just cracked on with the session. So, um, yeah, so uh, I've dealt with quite a lot of people that have had uh, stomach issues and, and things where they can't accept it or they can't digest it or something they can't swallow or whatever. Yeah. And I've done it numerous occasions, yeah. numerous, numerous times. I dealt with a lady many years back who 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 suddenly, for, for unexplicable reasons, couldn't eat certain things. She, would, she couldn't eat when she went out. She'd go out, but she'd feel sick instantaneously and she could barely eat some things at home as well she's better at home but as soon as she went to a restaurant she would feel sick and it literally uh, it came down to something that happened when she was out that she couldn't stomach and digest so because she couldn't stomach and digest it the boys wanted to throw it up all the time because yeah. it couldn't take it in 
to the body when we can't stomach and digest something or psychologically something, that's something psychologically yeah psychologically you can't, psychologically. You can't digest it something uh, the body will either cause you to try and eat more food to try and squash it down or it will just reject food and throw it back up again or release it at the other end because you can't digest what's what's happened to you uh, and you can't believe what's happened to you. you can't understand what's happened to you is another way of saying yeah. it if you don't quite get digesting um so that's the stomach it's a really comprehend it can't, comprehend can't it. get it what yeah. i mean yeah uh, very much like what's happening it. in the world today um so that's we've got protection uh separation can't digest things. You got the muscle. Um, we've got the muscles, which are muscles. all self-worth conflicts. They're all through our self-worth. There's a reason behind that. It's not just a random thing. Our muscles are there designed to make us strong. They're designed to make us strong, flexible, and healthy. We're also meant to be strong, healthy, and flexible emotionally and mentally. That's the way we're supposed to, to be. Correct. So, but a lot of us aren't these days because we're going to fight and flight. So when our muscles are affected, it's representing that emotionally we're not mentally strong, physically, and, and agile in our emotions and our thoughts. Now, obviously, every part of the body, every muscle uh, or part organ in the body, like hand, arm, shoulder, whatever, means something different, but ultimately come down to self-worth issues. So, for instance, you know, a lot of athletes, they get a lot of knee problems. They get a lot of knee injuries. I use this one because it's an obvious one. And in reality, the knee, from a, a meta point of view, is a, is a performance or a competition conflict. So you're feeling you're in competition or performing. And what do athletes do all the time? They're constantly performing. They no, constantly, constantly feel like... On competition, especially if you're in a football, in a team where you've got other people vying for that place for that, in that yeah. sport. Yeah, and if they don't do well enough, that affects their self-worth. If they get if they, if they they don't get the goal or they don't get it away from the other picked, person... They get picked, don't get selected. Yeah, so their self-worth goes down. They then have a knee problem. It weakens. And then later on when their self-worth goes up, that's when they'll actually injure the knee. Uh, because you only injure yourself in uh, in repair phases, not in stress phases. So your muscles and body are about self-worth. The neck, for instance, is about injustice. That's not an obvious one. Neither is the knee, really. Um, but your neck is about injustice or betrayal. So if you get neck pain, just ask yourself, where do I, what's unjust and what's betrayal? And when I've ever had someone come to me, every time someone has neck pain, I say that to them and they go, oh, my God, how did you know? Because it's extremely accurate. I have tested this for years. I have tested yeah. this time and time again for years. And it works every single time. I've only ever had two people where I couldn't find the shock. And that is because they they'd numbed them, no, <laughs> themselves so much through years of talking about it and counselling. They'd numbed themselves the shock that they didn't see it as a shock anymore. They, they, they'd actually just numbed themselves to the conflict, which yeah. is so super rare. But everybody else, when I've said this, one kid came to me when I was first testing this, and because I didn't believe it to begin with either. I was trained traditionally in in the anatomy and physiology and pain and how we get ill. I was trained traditionally, so I know what the traditional viewpoint is. Um, it's just fucked up. Uh, it didn't work to get anyone better, certainly not with chronic pain where I started. And this one day this kid came to me because he... He'd been tripped in a rugby match. He tripped over in a rugby match. Someone tripped him, and he'd fractured his little finger and his his uh, third uh, fourth finger. And um, and he came to me because he didn't want to go to a doctor. And all I did was strap it and just and and mend it for it. Helped him mend it. It didn't need anything. It was it was fine. It was just mending. But I was testing the theory, and I said to him, "So just before you injure yourself, just before you were tripped in your rugby game." What was happening a few weeks beforehand that you couldn't let go of, probably to do with a girl? And his response was, <gasps> now that is a real, I said, it's okay, I don't need to know. I just wanted to prove, I just want to see for myself it was there. Now I know exactly what that meant. I knew he was shocked because how would I have possibly known that? 
because uh, there's no way I could have known that uh, traditionally. Um, and I just sent him on his way. I patched him up and he was fine. And a couple of weeks later, we played the game. And he was okay. Um, but I've tested this story for years with loads of different things. Not everything, yeah. not everything, but some of my colleagues have tested it with the things I haven't. And it's very super accurate. Well, it's the same thing is when, it, oh, well, I'll go back to it in a little way because yeah. I had this guy with epilepsy. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I mean, that was just an intuitive thing that I went to and I yeah. sort of worked that out based on, based on, Simple and I've never worked with epilepsy, but just teaching Steve basics, he was then able to use his intuition and, yeah, go intuition and understand way. how conflicts are created, and he was able to solve this guy's epilepsy for him. Um, someone just before it goes off, so Tracy, hello Tracy, she said foot sprain, so the foot feet's sprain. been stuck. Okay, foot sprain, so uh, whereabouts in your foot, Tracy? Uh, no, is it no, your no. ankle, is it your Achilles heel? foot sprain, yeah, okay. Tommy phone. So, okay, so basically a foot sprain... Um, is a self-worth issue about feeling stuck and you can't, can't move, forward. move forward. But it's like you're stuck in mud. So it's literally like your 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 foot is stuck in mud and you cannot move forwards. Now, depending on what side of the body it is, that means more information. Um, so uh, you need to we need to know whether your brain's right wide or left wide for that. Yeah. But ultimately, it means you feel stuck. So ask yourself, where in life do I feel stuck? Ankle that I can't move forward. Ankle. It's ankle. So it's definitely feeling stuck. Yeah. The reason I ask because if it's the Achilles heel, that's about screeching to a halt. Um, but if it's your if it's your ankle, then it literally means you're stuck and you can't move forward in yeah. life. And that could be work, could be a relationship, could be family, could be whatever. It might just be what's going on in the world now. Um, and it's a very common thing to happen. Uh, so that will be the root right cause ankle. of that. <laughs> right ankle. Like that, yeah, right ankle. Okay, right ankle. So all we do, uh, Tracy, is clap your hands like this. Just clap your hands and determine which hand is moving towards the other one. Usually when someone claps, as long as they're not doing this, you're not a seal. But when someone does this, usually one hand moves towards the other one. So if you clap your hands and find out which one moves. So if your right is moving to your left, you're right wired. But if your left moves to your right, you are left wired. Yeah. So tell us what that is and I'll tell you what that means in a second. Okay, great. So, um, um, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, but all it all sort of, if you want to just get it, that all different parts of the body have a sort of psychological element. So for example, the shoulders, with where you're feeling burdened. Not psychological, biological. But yeah, but from biological. a psychological, it's still a psychological element to it. Yeah, there is. The response is biological. The response is biological. Don't, we're not trying to say, because when I, when people say psychological or they hear psychological, yeah. they think that they're making it up. No, you're not no, making it up. No. That's why I'm correcting Steve, because a lot of people say this, you're not making it up. Your cells are actually responding biologically. So you feel the pain, you have the headaches, the cells have changed, you get the yeah, disease, but, the but the perception. it's the perception that is the problem. Yeah. So it's your emotions and thoughts about the perception, but your body's biologically responding. Yeah, so it's like, so for example, your shoulders will be where you're burdened. Yeah, you feel burdened you feel by burdened. your shoulders. You feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders or you're carrying a responsibility on your shoulders. Yeah. Um, uh, as Tracy replied, was uh, I don't know. No, have a look. Um, no, not yet. no. So, and then so we've also got the skeletal system, which is also a self worth. Yeah, your bones, your bones. ligaments, your tendons—they are all self worth issues. So, muscles, skeletal system, bone, even blood. Blood is a self worth issue. Bone marrow is a self worth issue. If it's your blood, it's a very, very core, deep self worth issue. Um, and, and back pain, for instance, lower back pain. Uh, is the most common cause of pain and it's actually feeling walked over or your core values being gone against um i literally uh had a lady today who i treated last year got rid of her back pain for her and i saw her just before christmas she's been absolutely fine but she got slightly re-triggered uh between christmas and new year because something uh different happened and because her children 
uh, her son wasn't listening to her, uh, she felt like he'd gone against her core values by what he did. His action went against her core values. This was a completely different action. He'd never done it before, so it triggered her slightly. And so we came, she came back and I switched it off, and, and technically she'll be okay soon. So um, it's about feeling walked over or your core values gone against if you're getting lower back pain. Um, so your muscle skeletalism is all about self-worth. Yeah. Okay. So, and then now we've got the, uh, the next one, which is the territorial and social elements, which is, yeah. which will affect the mind generally neurological issues, the mind, uh, some organs, bronchi, heart, throat, etc. So should we expand a little bit on that or? Yep. So when you have it, so territorial, uh, and social, uh, conflicts, they, they represent male and feminine. So, uh, a masculine energy will, will, uh, have territorial conflicts and a feminine energy will have social conflicts. Yes. Uh, now, the reason for that is, uh, is because men are very territorial and women are social. If you're just a straight masculine feminine energy, if your energy is heart a bit of each, that will slightly change, but let's not get into that today. Um, so men respond to conflicts uh, of people coming into their work environment that they don't know. They'll respond if a man is in their environment when they come home they don't know. They will respond to their partner or their children. You're my turf, bruv. You're exactly. my turf. Like, turf yeah. I'll knock you out, you mug, you slag. <laughs> so I say it all the time. So, so that, that, is, that is a masculine response Absolutely. to their territory. And another territory can be their club or the, the gym they go to. Yeah. Whatever you perceive as your territory, that is now your territory. Um, whereas a woman can respond, they are they can be classed as territory, but they're more social because it covers everywhere. So it's not just work or the home. It can be your friends. It can be your family. It can be going for coffee. It can be the groups you go to. Yeah. It can be shopping. You can respond more to social conflicts because women, as a general rule, are more social. Yeah, I mean, when I search of depression in women, it's normally that. Yeah. When I get rid of depression, it's like the loss of. It's, loss those, of. it's the loss of the those those elements. So yeah. um, if they come around, they've got depression, I go, well, where have you lost? Where did you lose it? Blah, blah, blah. Get rid of all the responses and then their depression goes. But they are social. Um, they are social things. Whether a bloke, we might get depressed because he's, you know, someone's nicked his motor or his tools out of his van or. Yeah, or he's you know, lost his partner. Or he's, yeah, he's lost his partner. He's yeah, exactly, out of relationship. Yeah. That's the biggest one for depression for guys. When they either lose their job or they lose their, their partner, either through grief of, of actual death or just because of go through a breakup. Yeah. Uh, and it's the loss, as Steve was so right, he said it's the, it's a feeling of loss that causes the territory issue in the first place. So whether it's territory or social, it's that feeling of loss. Yeah. Not necessarily an actual loss, but a feeling of loss. Yeah. And you, as we said before in other podcasts, you can feel that you've lost uh, your sanity or you've lost hope. Integrity. Integrity. You've lost your purpose. You've lost face, like the spots. Yeah, yeah. It's all that all of those are a sense. Of, and it normally yeah. is a sense of loss. It, um, obviously, sometimes it's a physical loss. But even with that, that physical loss of grief, <clears> you've normally lost something inside, like a loss of a best friend or loss of nurture yeah. or the loss of love and support. When someone passes, or or or, or uh, you break up, I lost you. Yeah, or your loss of support is in terms of like your friendship group. You might end up like falling out of a group of friends, or you yeah, know, or whatever. Um, so they're the sort of conflicts, the territorial and social conflicts that cause these, and they do affect the mind. They do affect mental health. They are the the main causes of mental health. Yeah, um, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, PTSD, all those things. Yeah manic depression all those things are caused anxiety, by territory huge anxiety yeah stuff. um you know and social anxiety health anxiety they're all caused by these territorial social conflicts correct um so those are the six so separation protection is skin self-worth is muscles uh, uh mental health and some of the organs the lungs the bronchi is territory and social 
and the stomach is things you cannot swallow and digest. And that's where the conflicts lie, lie. And then when you have that and we find out where those conflicts are, we can use DTO to go and switch off the responses of the conflict and then the body instantly, almost instantly. Not always instantly. But it but, takes you know, a few weeks sometimes, yeah. in my but, but experience. But in a lot of cases, it happens much quicker than traditional medicine. Yeah, so that's what we do is we switch those off and then uh, basically, you know, you start getting better. And then the good thing about this is once you've actually switched them off, the chances are that it won't come back unless it's really that that event reoccurs in your environment yeah so um so we're gonna move on now um we've got 50 minutes so we're all right so we're just gonna give five examples of stuff yep. that you've done i've done in the past um where we've found the conflict or there's been a specific issue and uh we've then found the conflict and removed the conflict and that person's gone into a healing to prove that that conflicts cause illness and sickness and disease. Um, in the same way as we, like I said, with flus, viruses and colds, the same thing happens physically. So you did one recently, I believe, which was uh, you had this lady had severe gallbladder and kidney pain. So do you want to go to that? Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, there was a lady with bladder pain. There was a guy yep. a few years ago with gallbladder and, yep. and kidney oh, pain. Oh, sorry. My, what a no, mistake right. to make. Madam, buff and nut. So no. So um, both very interesting cases. Um, and, um, In the shortest time possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guy came to me and uh, he came to me with his wife and he had severe gallbladder and kidney pain. Uh, to the point where he, he couldn't he couldn't sit upright. So he was bent over. He had to stop work. He was in immense pain all the time. He'd had it for years, and traditional medicine was not helping him. And uh, he came to me, and um, it's I don't mean it's arrogant. He practically begged me to help him um, because he, he'd been recommended to me. So I, I did four sessions with him, and in four sessions, we got him 50% better uh, to the point where he, 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 ha he could sit upright. He didn't have to bend over anymore. His pain was 50% better. Uh, and all we did... Now, he didn't continue because he sabotaged it, bless him. Um, uh, his reasons for not continuing uh, were quite funny. Um, he, said, he said, I can't continue um, because uh, I've, got read, I've got to read in my bathroom, bathroom. Yeah. Um, which was very, very funny in my head. I was like, really? But he was 50% better. Um, and all that was was a disgust conflict, a territorial disgust conflict, which was the gallbladder. And the abandonment conflict, which is the kidneys. Kidneys, correct, yeah. Um, which I'm going to go on to in a little one. Yeah, and the combination of those two things were causing him to bend forwards and, and real pain. Um, and it was it was a very severe... There, there was two conflicts, and we only cleared one. That's why he got 50% better. Um, we cleared one of the conflicts. took about four weeks to get it all out of his system, and the pain greatly reduced. But the other lady who yeah. had bladder pain, which was brilliant because she took it on board. She did everything I asked. She actually took the DTO system, did it herself. <laughs> And she'd had bladder pain for 10 years. And no traditional medicine couldn't help. She was always needing to play. Exactly. They must have done a cracking job. They did a fantastic ten, ten, job. 10 years her. of that. And Absolutely phenomenal uh, job. I've got to take that uh, off to these people. Uh, uh, she it's suffered incredible. for years um, to the point where she couldn't really work properly. She couldn't go out to the gym or, or do social events. Um, she had a wedding coming up, I believe. I think it was her wedding, and she was trying trying on dresses for that, and she couldn't do it as well because she was always worried about going to the toilet and this urgency to pee and all of this stuff. And the bladder playing up is a territory marking conflict. So just like dogs, when they pee and they mark their territory, we don't do that, but our our bladder responds like that. It's when we can't mark our territory, we then get the pain, we get the bleeding, we get the urgency to pee when we feel our boundaries have been crossed. And that could be an actual boundary, like someone's invaded your territory or someone's taken your territory away. Or it could be your body, like someone's invaded your body. They, they've yeah. come onto you or yeah. they've, they've done so. It doesn't need to be severe. It could just be someone's kissed you or, or come onto you in the wrong way. Um, but in this case, 
it was multiple things. She had multiple triggers. It, it was down to a past relationship where her boundaries in the territory were, were invaded and she couldn't mark them with this person. And then that knocked over to more things. And one of her triggers was actually just a shower. <laughs> one of her triggers yeah. being in the shower and she felt the pain immediately. But this lady was amazing. She was absolutely brilliant. She she took the DTO system into her heart. She cleared the triggers. She, I showed her how to clear triggers. She cleared the triggers. I cleared the shocks. And eight weeks later... She had no pain. And I literally spoke to her just before Christmas, and she's doing amazing. She's doing absolutely amazing. She, she thanked me again um, for literally yeah. transforming her world, and she's now able to work and enjoy her life and go out. And Excellent. No so that was just the conflicts, clearing just up conflict. those conflicts. Clearing up those conflicts. Got those two things. So the next one would be uh, arthritis. So what's the conflict for, for, for that? So arthritis, I've treated different types of arthritis. I've treated uh, traditional arthritis. I've treated polyarthritis. Um, which is just multiple joints. That's all that means. Uh, poly means multiple. Um, and the conflict for arthritis is, is just a self-worth issue. Um, it's uh, uh, it's a... Um, uh, no, it's rheumatoid. Arthritis is just a self-worth issue. So if it's in your fingers, though, it means you can't let go or hold on to something if it's your thumbs. Um, and I treated one lady, and she had it in a big toe. That was it. She had it in a big toe. And she's had it for 10 years, but then 10 years after developing it it now started causing pain now this lady was a hairdresser and she owned the hair salon she did hairdressing in and she was struggling to work now she'd had the problem there for 10 years apparently um and when it just suddenly flared up and started hurting and she couldn't understand why so she came to me because she actually cut my hair and the big toe it was a big toe is all the big toe is actually all to do with the mum and the authority of the mum or the mother figure and basically her mum was causing lots of problems over a separation and and just being authoritative over over my clients and it was getting triggered left right and center it was getting triggered in the salon triggered when she went home but with a few short weeks switching off the triggers switching off the shop her toe healed and i have seen i saw her for a few years afterwards and she'd never had the pain since and she was absolutely fine so arthritis you know is is just a basic self-worth issue yeah. rheumatoid arthritis though i will say rheumatoid arthritis is a brutal separation conflict because that's the lining of the joint not the joint itself so it's not the muscles and the joint being affected at that point it's the lining and all skin all linings are separation conflicts that's why I love you, John. You have to say you love, I love it because of the knowledge that you've got about that. I mean, it's to, to, to differentiate. That's why I love it. That's why yeah. I'm your mum. Okay, so glad you're my mate. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to learn so much of this stuff. Help so many people. Uh, right. So then, so the next one we've got in here was epilepsy, and um, which was quite an interesting one for me because uh, I had a guy here, and uh, he uh, he was coming here for depression mm. and anxiety over a relationship breakdown. And uh, what happened was is that whilst I was clearing some stuff. Um, he started having a seizure on the sofa. Mm. And I'm like, well, what's going on here? I said to him, are you all right? He's like, yeah, it freaked me out because <laughs> I'm working with someone and they started having a seizure on the sofa. So anyway, I managed to calm him down. He calmed himself down and calmed down. And I just said to him, what happened there? He said, that was something you said. And uh, I said, what was that? He said, it was something you said that made me feel anxious. Mm. And um, when I started, and then when it was the, an then he started getting anxious the he then then he goes i said does that happen all the time he goes yeah all the time i said well i think i know what causes your epilepsy then so diving into it what happened was is he was i think it was about nine or ten years old and he was on a ski slope mm. and uh, he was coming down a ski slope at nine or ten uh lost control and he was going to hit the ski lift right yes so i was like well if i so i put myself in that position 
So I was like, imagine now you're coming down at speed, down a ski slope, and you're just about to hit a ski lift. Yeah, yeah. Your brain, just before it's going to hit it, is going to go into an absolute frenzy. It's yeah. going to go into an absolute panic. Shit, I'm going to crash into this thing. It's going to freak out because it's thinking, shit, right? So it's going to get really anxious. It's going to feel it's, it's tacked and powerless. Yeah. And then, boom, he hit the, uh, he hit the ski lift and yeah. woke up in hospital. And ever since then, he developed this uh this epilepsy hmm. and uh he'd been spent 20 years going to all of these top harley street doctors and all the rest of it and they'd given him drugs and all the rest of it and it was like he's now 28 so it's 20 years hmm. the, the the professionals obviously and it, and it, and it, and it was they were just giving him more and more uh drugs because obviously they didn't know what it was that caused it anyway uh to cut a long story short um i basically went took him back to the event yes yeah, took, took him back right. to the memory switched off the uh, all the anxious responses so i switched off all the anxious responses of him feeling attacked and powerless in that event mm. uh, got rid of all that and then all of the other instances from that point onwards so if you can imagine every time he got anxious and had a had a had like a mini seizure and lots of seizures i had to go back to all of those mm. and work backwards and switch their all of them off and uh, he basically has signed to his brain that every time he felt powerless or was not in control as soon as he started feeling losing in con losing control which is a bit like losing control before you hit your yeah. hit the ski, ski lift, lift as soon as he felt like he was losing control so sometimes as he was falling asleep as he was drifting into sleep he felt like he was losing control when he'd have a seizure. he kept freaking sleep, out right. so he was having nightmares getting to sleep so i had switched all of those off and um and as far as i'm aware now i think he gets hardly zero zero uh seizures now and and uh one of those only took me five it took me about five hours maybe six hours in total because he actually the first time he come i didn't get rid of all of it and he had a little no. relapse and then i went back and cleared the rest of it up and i've not heard from him since so yeah. as far as i'm aware he's completely uh, that's completely solved and so the conflict of the um of the epilepsy was um was uh was the uh not being in control and feeling yeah, anxious right. yeah. and, and then as soon as that it was like that would go into a spasm because he'd freak out and which makes so much sense when you think about it exactly, it's yeah, so it's logical logical yeah and so uh so i was able to do that for epilepsy and i don't i'm not saying that's that's for all cases but in that instance, in that instance, that's what, in that instance that's what it was um and then the next one here we've got kidney infections now we know that kidney is abandonment generally yeah, an abandonment yeah, issue yeah generally and uh, I mentioned this in the last episode. Uh, so I had a lady coming to me for, she's been coming to see me for about 18 months now. We were just working through all of her stuff. I mean, she's really incredible. Uh, I've seen her go from being completely, you know, a mess. And now she's really incredible. Her whole life is just completely changed. It would be 18 months of doing this stuff. Yeah, she was like, I mean, I remember when we met her. Yeah. Completely different person. Yeah, I mean, completely, completely different person. Yeah. Um, so, but she's, I mean, she was here today. Yeah. Uh, she loves it. She, she gets it every week. She, even she just comes and sees me every week without fail because she knows there's stuff to work on because uh, <laughs> it just makes her better. But anyway, um, she came to see me and she had, uh, she had lot, she had a, uh, all her whole life since the age of five. She's been in and out of hospital with kidney infections and uh, every three months. And um, she came to me and was working with me. And bearing in mind that I said that's 40 years she was having these kidney infections mm. uh, in and out of hospital for four years. She even had a kidney removed. So this is how bad her, how bad it was for her. But anyway, she came to me, uh, was working on stuff. She was moaning about uh, how bad her kidneys was as we was working through clearing some of the depression and anxiety and all the rest of it. And then I contacted Jude and, and uh, found out that there were abandonment conflicts. So I then went back to her uh, abandonment conflicts. The main one that started was when she saw her dad being taken away at the age of four or five going into surgery. And as a four or five year old, you're going to, it's a perception. Oh my God, I'm being abandoned. And yeah. in that moment, she had a shock at a young age, which affected the 
abandonment which affected the kidney and then ever since then she's been having massive kidney problems and it's an abandonment issue and once i got rid of all of those abandonment issues i believe to date she's not had an infection in 18 months it's amazing it's incredible and she's had that for 40 years yeah. and now she sees me i switch off the abandonment she's not had one in 18 months and she i think she actually even posted that if you go and look at the last um podcast that we did she even typed it in and said that she's not had anything for 18 months and i had one since so uh that just goes to prove that um again it's a conflict it's conflict that set, it. and it was a conflict that happened at the age of four or five and if it wasn't the conflict that created it that wouldn't have happened you know if, if if it wasn't the conflict me and steve wouldn't be able to do that so it shows that the conflict the evidence is right there that when the person gets better, that's what caused the problem. Yeah. When you switch the conflict, if if what you're doing right now is not getting you better, it's not the cause of the problem. Uh, the problem is we're all told, well, you can't solve illness and disease. You have to live with it and suffer. Yeah. And so people do. But it's you not true. keep going back every six months for your yeah, checkup. Yeah, yeah. Just keep coming back and we'll keep looking at you and testing you. Yeah. But mm, ultimately, yes, 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 yes. 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 Have a listen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think you're fine for the next six months, Mr. Shaw. Would you like to come back and six months? No. And, uh, fuck off. Fill in that form. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> um it, 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 it just no, puzzles me it puzzles um me. but um it's uh it, you don't have to live in pain or suffering uh if you just treat the root cause of problems then 95 percent of the time the person heals and gets better and yeah. and they go back to living their life and, and being happy yeah um and and that that's all we're trying to show people that is really the only message yeah. that we put out there um there's no fear around it there's no suffering we're sharing with you that you can heal you can get better you don't need to be in pain certainly not pain i mean i, I treat pain in, in three different ways because you need to treat three different things with pain you need to treat the the, the, the shock and the conflict you need to treat the range of uh, the the flexibility and you need to treat the um uh the poor movements um, once you do that and you treat all three things then pain injuries they all the muscle skeletal problems they yeah. all vanish and go away um so uh so no you don't need to suffer so the reason we do this is just to help people just yeah. to share the information There's, so i just wanted to add this one as well mm. so so i've had two people come to me in the last well one of them is an existing client but another guy has been coming who's been coming to me and uh, he's said to me about that he's uh, he thinks he's developing diabetes mm. and um and i said okay i said well I looked up, so obviously diabetes relates to the pancreas. Yes. And so, um, and it's quite interesting. So I'm actually now working on this with two people at the moment. And when I uh, basically found out what the conflict was, which is generally a feeling of bitterness or revolt, it's uh, often related to family. There's a struggle for nourishment and there's a conflict to do with inheritance. Now, when the funny thing is, is that the first guy got it six years ago and it was just after his mum died. Mm. right and he was due inheritance but he didn't get any inheritance because he was left out of the will because he was adopted and he went and found his true mum ah. so because he went and found his true mum the adopted mum cut him out of the will right right and developed diabetes and then that's when his diabetes start right. now that would be a conflict to do with inheritance yes that's right so there's that i was like okay great so i've been clearing that clearing that up for him now yeah the second guy comes to me. Uh, his dad was a multi-millionaire, really rich guy, um, really wealthy. And uh, basically, it's a very complicated story, so I've got to keep it down. But he's, uh, it's, uh, it's quite a complicated story, actually. But, um, but I've worked out that basically what happens, his dad was a multi-millionaire, this massive company, and yada, yada, yada. And what happened was is that his brother or his cousin, uh, when he died, came in, married his wife, Right, so the guy married, the guy married his wife, and then not only did he marry his wife, but he's he sold the business, 
Yeah. Basically bankrupted the business, took his home, used his cars and all the rest of it. And then all wow. the and then he was cut out. He's he was cut out. There was no will. I mean, the company was worth millions, the land was worth millions, and it ended up just being completely bankrupted. And so he was cut out of the inheritance. Uh and well, there was no inheritance, but the inheritance problem was not that he was cut out of it, it was just that this guy who'd come into the family had destroyed all of everything. So he didn't right. get anything. Didn't get anything right. And um and it and so when I found out that story it's exactly the same time that he started developing he's starting to develop yeah. these yeah. Symptoms, symptoms of diabetes so i've been switching them off right. and uh and so once i learned what the conflict was it was really really easy for me to go okay so if you've got that where is the conflict of inheritance or where the conflict of family or lack of nourishment yeah. both of them went boom that's when it started and it was to do with the conflict of inheritance both yeah. of them so the diabetes has started through the conflict of inheritance which affects the pancreas so yeah. i just think that's fascinating it's, it's fascinating it's a conflict it's conflict of loss that's basically it's, what it yeah, is it's so. unbelievable um how the body responds it really is a magical thing if you know how to uh, change it and 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 get it to heal naturally on its own um and we've done that with our own things so yeah, our own problems yeah. i mean that's the way i run my life if i get a problem i know exactly what's caused it and it just makes life so well much that's why easier. we don't get colds we don't get viruses because you don't catch them I keep trying to tell everybody this when no. you're wakey wakey um yeah. so i don't get anything like that um something is causing the cells to create that um and that's what it is so um yeah, so there's many, many conflicts that cause different things in different part of the body. So, um, so have you got anything more to add, mate? Um, so no. So if you've, uh, if if you're curious, if you want to know more about this, then then sign up for our podcast. Stay tuned. Uh, I think we'll probably cover more about illness and disease in future podcasts and other specific conflicts. You can also go to. Um, uh, uh, www.decodingillnessanddisease.com where i've started to share this information in more detail in bite-sized videos it's totally free you can yeah. just sign up uh go to the homepage, watch the videos uh there's about five on there at the moment but i'm gradually adding little videos over time just explaining the process because there is a process to it it's a little bit more complex than what we've just said but once you understand it it's very simple and it makes logical sense it's totally logical whereas uh, the, the traditional medicine it has a lot of unanswered questions yeah and when someone comes to us with an illness and disease we can actually answer the things that make no sense because we understand this process yeah because it explains everything it literally explains all the unanswered questions that traditional medicine and even alternative medicine can't answer sometimes and we can literally explain almost anything about why it's there and how it's there and what's caused it and why there's anomalies and things like that yeah. and you can't do it of anything i mean nothing yeah. um so uh it's a fascinating subject if you'd like to learn more great go to uh decoding illnessdisease.com if you want to help from us, then go to inside out effect. Yeah, inside yeah, yeah, yeah. inside or go yeah. to uh, my website, which is healingthemind.co.uk, which I think everyone knows anyway because it's out there all the time. Um, I've got a great social media person at the moment doing me some lovely stuff. Really? Um, yeah, and uh, and obviously go to uh, there it is along the strip along the bottom there, and also you can go to decoding not decodingpain.com, uh, the dcosystem.com where you'll find uh, John's stuff. But you'll also find us on the inside out effect, yeah, uh, inside effect co.uk or message us on facebook or go to youtube and watch our videos there or go to linkedin or yeah we're, 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 we're everywhere you send, 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 send some letter. mail you uh, could even write to santa yeah. for next year um <laughs> yeah. and uh and and see if you yeah. get something from santa because he knows you don't catch a virus yeah. as well yeah yeah, um, so nice. yeah the thing is as well is that go, if you really believe you do go and prove that you can catch it 
That's a great one. Go and show well, the evidence of proof that you can. Well, the thing is, the evidence that people, the, the thing. Go the and things, see it. I want, don't show me. No, don't, the, don't say uh, that somebody said it, is I, what we've been told. No, so. but, but the evidence <laughs> that people use to say that it exists is when they have the symptoms. Yeah. So when someone has the symptom or their partner has it, then they get it. Yeah. They think that that's evidence that they've caught it. And that's not evidence you've caught it. That's evidence that you've got the symptom. Uh, the yeah, question exactly. is, how did you get the symptom? And then we've all been taught you catch it, so that's what we believe. Um, but it's not evidence. It's like when someone says they understand their depression because they've had it for 20 years. Well, no, you understand how depression feels. Yeah. You understand well, you know, what it's like to suffer feels. with depression. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you understand it. If you understood it, you could get rid of it and solve it. That was always my issue. I mean, I... I, I, was I know, it's what makes me die. All these people go, I oh, know what my problem is. Yeah, yeah, and everyone's yeah. all running around with depression, anxiety, anger issues, drinking problems, drug problems. They go, oh, yeah, well, I know what my problem is. I know what it is. It ain't a problem. Well, if, it's a, if you know what the problem is, why haven't you solved it? Exactly. But why most... haven't you solved your problem if you know the answer? Yeah. Because it ain't the fucking problem. Yeah. It's like you're just making up shit and uh, believing the it. shit you make up. And I say it all yeah. the time. Stop doing it. And just, we... just accept you might not actually know the answer and it's okay to be wrong sometimes and maybe like you know maybe i have got it wrong maybe i do need to go and get some just what i did I'm like, do you know what maybe i've got stuff wrong well the question I would maybe ask, i've got it wrong maybe and as soon as i've done that my life has taken off well human beings don't like being wrong that's the problem but but maybe it's ask yourself a question do do you want to suffer or do you want to be he yeah. healthy and well if you want to suffer that's absolutely fine we're totally okay with people suffering but, but don't much, post it all over Facebook. But yeah, but don't do that. Just enjoy yeah, the suffering us and, and leave favor. us alone. Do me a favour. I personally don't like suffering. I have suffered. I've been in pain. I've had other problems. I didn't enjoy it one little bit. And I don't like seeing other people suffer. Mm. I watched my nan um, suffer and be unwell uh, due to uh, being stuck in a wheelchair because she broke, fell down and broke a hip. Now, I knew nothing about illness and disease back then. I was still a kid. But I witnessed my nan be in a wheelchair for... 25 30 years um she lived a long time but she was stuck in that wheelchair if i knew then what i knew today i'd have had her up out of that wheelchair walking again and back on her feet because she was a very healthy lady and she was a very strong confident woman and the medical profession just did nothing for her they let her down um so that was tragic and was i that now your know inspiration uh, I don't know about my inspiration. Uh, I think my inspiration was when I got ill and I. Yeah, my inspiration was when I was completely scrambled. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's when I. <laughs> well, when you I, saw me then. You saw. I me saw you completely scrambled. I completely yes, scrambled, I met yeah. you two years before I started unscrambling you, and yeah, you were still scrambled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and we all get stuck in life, and I, I've been stuck as well. We're not saying people don't get stuck, but um, that I don't often tell my story about my nan because it, it's not how I got into it, but it's one of the things that I look back and think that was such a tragedy because she didn't need to be in that wheelchair. Uh, just from a pain point of view, I could have fixed her traditionally, uh, and and the medical profession just just completely did not do their job, and uh, it Shot was such a up. simple thing, to, simple thing to resolve uh, of a broken hip. It was really really simple. Um, so I, I just just ask the other question. Do you want to suffer or do you want to be better? If you want to be better, but what you're doing is not working, stop doing it. Yeah. Do something and, and different. If, and if you want to suffer and be in fear, stick the old Sky News on or stick on the old <laughs> Channel 4 News or stick on the BBC, News 24. Get 24 hours yeah. of propaganda and fear. That's really good for your brain. It's good for your soul. It's good for everybody else as well out there or obviously, you know, at the uh, – on the receiving end of your paranoia and your fear yeah. and your brainwashing. And, and I've got to say, it's making the world right now a fantastic place it's, to live. Oh, it's amazing, really, isn't it? Can, yeah. I mean, just that alone, look at what's happening in the world and ask yourself the question, is this what the world has come to? 
over. No, it's what people are making the world come to. It's no, I get it's, that, but their it's, response it's, to it. It's 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 their lack of. Hence why we're doing these. This is why we're doing these podcasts. I get wake it. people up to it. But... but the insanity of the world is just tragic. It's just mm. such against humanity. It's such a. Uh, uh, just a horrible humanity at the moment. And the truth is, I know there are some absolutely lovely people out there who are just in fear or they're following the rules because they think they should or they're going to get in trouble. And they're actually just re- genuinely deep down lovely people. Yeah. Um, and we need more of those lovely people to stand up, stand up for our rights and, and recognise that what's going on is is insane behaviour. It's criminal. And it is, it's, it's criminal. criminal. It's actually treasonous. Yeah, um, the government has actually committed treason. Yeah. And so I've always the, committed treason so, by, by passing laws about putting it to people. But don't yeah. go there because that's another podcast. That's another podcast. Um, so um, I knew he was going to go off an event there, but we did oh, say we were going to finish up yeah, 15 finish minutes up. ago. We are going to finish up now. That's it. We're gone. <laughs> that's it. Uh, done. I, only, I can't see because I've got my glasses. I need more questions and comments on Facebook. No, I mean, there's loads here. I mean, just people really just. Uh, agreements basically, yeah, great. We want to thank you all for your support and listening to us, um, because it actually does make us feel a lot better. Because when we first started, people didn't believe us, they weren't listening, like so many other people out there. I must have put out, I don't know how many videos of doctors explaining how viruses work. I, yeah. I put countless videos about yeah. what they were, how they work, how you don't catch colds, and everybody just did just ignored it, yeah. And that was back in February or just before March, before yeah. the lockdown, I was saying that you don't catch putting all this stuff out there. Nine. Now we're in January and the same people that were on my Facebook be that if they'd have went and watched those videos and, and understood all of this stuff, I don't think, and, and we'd, and then we'd have spread it out virally. We wouldn't be in this situation now. No, right? you, you no. didn't, you don't go and listen to doctors. You don't go and watch the videos. You don't go and take the information. You sit in front of fucking BBC. And this is why we're all locked down with the belief that we're all spreading and catching viruses, yeah. mate. Fantastic. And well done. Well done, everybody. So we want to thank you for your support. We really appreciate that. And, and seriously, if, if people keep saying that, that us who don't believe in this are conspiracy theorists, the simple fact comes down that a virus is a protein. That is a truth, a scientific truth. Yeah. That is science. Doctors say it, scientists say it. Yeah. So everything that follows that has to be a lie. Everything. Everything you've been told above and beyond that is a lie. Yeah. And we really appreciate you uh, actually going and doing your own research, not just listening to us. Don't listen to us. No. Go and do your research, but we do thank you for your support. We love you all for listening to us. Yeah, and we've been doing um, some we more developed podcasts. a bit of a following recently, yeah, haven't we, we Steve? Have a lot of people, yeah. and a lot of people are sharing them now, and, and we've had a lot I've of people had, I was listening. working on someone from Saudi Arabia today. There you go, see? Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. That's someone contacted me from there and said... And yeah, so um, yeah, we've become so, worldwide. I'm coming worldwide. We're a worldwide oh, phenomenon. We're good, but we really only want to help people. Yeah, that's what we do. Uh, we we're not spreading fear. We're spreading. Uh, uh, we're spreading love, mate. Spreading love and the the Right, come on, let's go. Uh, that you can get better in here. Right. We're spreading that. We'll see you later. So, Listen, thanks care. for joining. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode of the Inside Out podcast. Yeah. Um, I've been your host, Stephen Jake. So it's good night from me, and, and it's good night from him. Good, good night. night. Cheers. Bye.